Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So it's 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan Escott with you. Just before we went to uh, the 1230 News with Randy Kilburn, we did Oilers Game Day Trivia, Oilers Friday Fun Trivia for Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and ProMSports.ca. I gave you six hints. It took about eight to ten of you the third or fourth hint. So not first hint was a former order. That's there's a lot of former orders. The second hint was uh, there were eight players drafted ahead of him that played more games than him in the NHL. The third hint was he finished eighth all time or eighth in his draft year in scoring. Uh, the fourth hint was that he uh, he was a player that was better liked by the fans than some of the media. Because personally, I love this guy. Uh, the fifth hint. Uh, let's see, 11 seasons in the National Hockey League with the Edmonton Oilers. And uh, anyways, bottom line here is Aaron is our winner of Oilers uh, Friday Fun Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. He knew the correct answer was Alish Hemsky, who for a lot of fans, uh, and Craig Metavish said this when Alish announced his retirement, he was a, a terrific player. In fact, I think uh, Jack at Pro-Am Sports uh, did a, uh, a significant signing with Alishemsky, and there was a real, a, a lot of guys that wanted to jump aboard from that era of uh, Oilers fans. All right, let's get off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, we're going to do this via Skype for our friends at Abe's Door Service. I will personally guarantee you they do a terrific job. Services are specialty visits abesdoor.ca. Somebody screwed up the coating on his uh, garage door, and Abe's came through because, uh, you know, I am the worst handyman in all of Canada. Uh, uh, we are pleased to be joined right now by one of the most plugged-in men in the business and himself a terrible handyman as well. Elliot Friedman is going to join us. Is that true, Elliot? Are you Mr. Fix-It around the house, or do you have to outsource? Uh, there are certain things I can do. There are a lot of things I have to outsource. I would say that, yes. Yes. I, I'm I'm the same way. I've got like six or seven guys in the Rolodex that... Uh, you know, swing by the house on a fairly regular basis. How you doing? How's it going down in FLA? It's good, Bob. I'm just uh, on the boardwalk in uh, Hollywood Beach. I'm just walking while we do the show. It's The weather here is, is hilarious. Like, for a few hours, it's really hot and really beautiful. Then you get a crazy downpour. Like, it's like the end of the world. It's the, it's the, the rapture has arrived. And then it gets beautiful again, and then there's another rapture. It's it's wild stuff, but it's fun to be here. Elliot, we had one of the funniest moments of the year. Our team stays in Fort Lauderdale, uh, time permitting, uh, when we go to play in Sunrise. And we were shooting a panel, yeah. and a dude came by, walking by us in a teeny... 
uh, eeny meeny uh, bikini bottom and nothing else on. Yeah. And walked right into our shot. Like it was just. Now, I will tell you, he was thin and he was in shape, so he could get. A, he, he wasn't overly muscular or anything, but he just walked right in her. And I just looked at Jack Michaels and we started howling because it was, you know, it's just a different world. And this was in December. So that guy was in shape year round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's all yep. you got. I got to tell you, like, I got to tell you, like, there are people down here who are in great shape. And they want you to know that they're in great shape. Yes. And, and to be honest, Bob, if I was in good shape with some of these people, I'd want everyone to know it too. There you go. There you have it. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I still think Vegas is in great shape in the Stanley Cup final. Did they miss an opportunity uh, when it was 2-1 to not capitalize on a couple chances to put game three away last night? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you and your whole hypothesis there, Bob. I think for 57 minutes, uh, they were a better team. You know, I thought Bobrovsky beat them last night. Uh, we hadn't seen Bobrovsky do that in the first two games of the Stanley Cup final, but we saw it a long way to the rest of the class. He was back to his level. I, I thought there were a couple of times there they absolutely could have put Florida away, and Bobrovsky came up big. Um, but yeah, I, look, I didn't think this was going to be a sweep. I, I did think Vegas was going to win. I still think they're in control. I don't think there's a lot they have to dislike. But if there's one thing the Panthers have been, and Kachuk in particular, is they've been op- opportunistic. What's that? Five goals now late in the third or in overtime. Yeah. And they found a way. So I, I give them a lot of credit. I didn't think they'd go down easy, but I still think Vegas is, is in control of the series. Now, yeah. If we get a Florida win tomorrow night, then we'll see how everybody feels. 100% agree with you on that. Let's get to the news of the morning. You broke it. A blockbuster trade involving the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've been active, haven't they? Yes, they have. And uh, I think they, look, I think Columbus is sending a message that last year is not, and it, it is not going to happen again. And they felt that not only did they lose, but they lost easy. And uh, they're not accepting that again. And I think we all know that if that happens again, there's jobs on the line. So uh, they've gone out, they've rebuilt their defense. You know, one thing about Babcock going there is, you know, Babcock loves those horse D that can play 20 to 25 minutes a night. And now he's got at least three of them. He's got Wierenski, he's got Provorov, and he's got Severson. And Provorov has to rebound. There's no question about that. Um, He wasn't a fit in Philly for uh, both, you know, his relationship with his teammates um, and and his on-ice play had dropped. He's got to get back to his level. I think Severson is a really good player. Um, I, I think Columbus is better now than they were at the beginning of this week, and I'm not surprised they did this at all. Could you see Columbus trying to move some money out on the back end? They've got a couple defensemen at two and a half to two seven five. Could you see them trying to move some money and getting a center? I do think they continue to be on a look for a center. Uh, you know, one thing I, I should say is there's been some rumors that they might move the number three pick. I don't think that's happening. I checked that with them. I think they plan to keep it, and they should. I mean, we all know who's going number one. I'm not sure yet who's going number two, but if you get if you get Carlson or you get Fantilli at three, like that's a guy who's going to play for you for a long time. Yeah, so, I, 
Yeah. I was going to say, I'm getting some feedback, uh, not just in the interview, but also some feedback out there that's saying that there's no guarantee Fantelli ends up going second Anaheim. There's some people that believe that Carlson's going to end up going number two there. Well, I, I think this. I think for Beak has a decision to make. Like sometimes you're picking it two, and it's obvious. I don't think it's so obvious here. I think Verbeek has a decision to make. Like, I love the way Fantilli looked at the Worlds. I thought he got better as the games got more important. Carlson, he, I thought he was really good from, you know, the moment the puck dropped. So, you know, there's a choice to make there. There's no question about it. Now, I, I still think they're looking for a veteran center. Um, they've been linked to Kevin Hayes. Me, other reporters have done it. Um, you know, I, I think there was a question about... Um, how Hayes would feel uh, about the Babcock hire, and look, I don't want—I don't want anyone to run with this and say Hayes would not go to Columbus because of Babcock, or Hayes—Hayes doesn't—that's like, a problem. I don't know. I just heard that it was something that they were going to check. Is this still in place? So. You know, we'll see if it's Hayes or someone else. But yes, I think they're going to go get a sign. Hayes, I tell you, he's got to be better too, doesn't he? Of course, and uh, but he's got a good buddy there in Johnny Goudreau. Yep. And uh, I think Goudreau, I've heard Goudreau is really, uh, I don't know if I call it tampering, but I, you know, I think Goudreau has, <laughs> has made it very clear that he would be very happy to have Kevin Hayes with him in France. Elliot, we received news today, and I want to get the pronunciation right. Is it Apostolopoulos? Is that correct? Yes. He's out on his bid at a billion? Look, there's a lot going on here. Um, you know, Bob, I know you never listen to my podcast because you never listen to anything I do, but I'd said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that the process was a, was a mess and it was out of control. And some people agreed with me and some people didn't. Yes. Um, Apostolopoulos was the big bid, a billion dollars. He was the lead bid, we all believe. And, um, you know, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, there's people wondering if this is a power play move, like this is too long in the process, and he'll come back in. There are other people who say, no, they're out. You know, it's, it's been kind of weird. Like, um, one of the guys I follow on Twitter is a guy named Mike Ozanian. He writes for Forbes, and he's really good in the sports business space. Like he, he has a lot of connections, and he gets a lot of news out there. And... He scoffed at the idea that the Apostolopoulos family, Lance Stevens' two brothers, um, were, the, were the lead bidder. He, he thinks they're not as wealthy as people mm. claim they are, and also they weren't in on the commanders. You know, I've looked into that before, and I've been told that that's not the case, that they do have the money, and nobody should underestimate them. Whatever the case is, they were the bid that everybody was chasing. And... Um, you know, I think that we might be down to two, at least temporarily. But, you know, the one thing I really do believe, uh, one, I know someone who's involved with one of the bids on the side, and he tells me that the, the goalposts are constantly moving and people are very frustrated. And, you know, we'll see. I think there are people who want this process to come to an end. They feel that this has dragged on too long and they, they want an answer, Bob. But... Unfortunately, that's the kind of way that this thing has gone. It's been lurching forward and sideways, and we still don't have an answer yet. And I do understand that these things take time, but I've gotten the impression from a few different people that this one has been 
more challenging than normal. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. You know, it's funny, Elliot, speaking of your podcast, I had four separate guys text me about, text me, so these are guys I know, about Wyatt Johnson. That's when you guys interviewed Wyatt Johnson. And there was somebody connected to the Oilers organization that he credited uh, with helping his career along. Well, first of all, that was Jeff's interview. I did not do Wyatt Johnson. I had to go to Vancouver to do their uh, Canucks for Kids uh, charity event, so I wasn't able to do it. Please refresh my memory here. He's talked about Paul Coffey's impact. Uh, yes, right. Yes. And the Oilers right. passed on drafting Wyatt Johnson and turned around and drafted Xavier Borgo. And Wyatt Johnson's Dallas made Now, Dallas has done a good job picking. I mean, look at that 2017 yes. draft. So I do occasionally listen to your podcast, just, just, just <laughs> you know. Just, I mean, everybody, I, I'm you're just Elliot Friedman. Come on. Of course we listen to your uh, oh, podcast. Please. Okay. Uh, what are we hearing on a couple coaching fronts? The New York Rangers and the Calgary Flames. We'll start with the Rangers. People thought Patrick Waugh was going to be in the mix and that it didn't ultimately come to fruition or did it? No, I, I don't. As far as I know, like, I, I have to tell you, I'm a little confused by the Rangers. They have me a little bit of a loss. Uh, I know they've had Laviolette in for, I think, two interviews. He definitely was in there towards the end of last week. I think they've, had, they've interviewed Hines multiple times. I think they met face-to-face this week. And I was under the impression, like, I think most likely uh, it's one of those two, Bob. But yeah. I confess, like, I, I feel like there's something here that we're not seeing. You know, Larry Brooks, who's really plugged in there, says they're not waiting for Quenville. I wondered if they're waiting for Keith, but I'm expecting him to be back in Toronto. As far as I know, Bob, the only team that spoke to Wall was Columbus. If someone else spoke to him, I, I don't know who it was. Yeah. Um, I, I have. I really have a hard time figuring out what it. Maybe they just, you know, they're waiting. They want to make sure they get it right. That someone needs convincing. I don't know. At the combine, I said this week there was there was a feeling it was going to be Hines, um, but that was just a feeling and not any proof. So. I admit I'm a bit of a loss of what the Rangers were waiting for here, and I'm wondering if there's something we're not seeing. You know, as for the Flames, I heard last night and reported last night that barring any major snafu, I think it's going to be Ryan Huska. Um, Huska coached the the Blazers to the Western Hockey League Championship in 2009. He's been on their bench for the last five years. Uh, I think barring any major snafu, Bob, he's going to be the guy. So what happens potentially to Kirk Muller or to Mitch Love? I don't have an answer at this time. I I think I've got to let this play out. Okay. Uh, Gary Bettman spoke Saturday. We had you on the show last Friday. Uh, He spoke before game one of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, talked about $83.5 million cap. Now, we've had, as you know, we have other guests on the show. Frank Saravalli said he still thinks it could, it, they could, and instead of having a big jump next year, there might be a way to massage it so that there's a marginal jump this year, not just the $1 million. Do you think that's a possibility at all? Well, frankly, I agree that there's a possibility of it. I think where we disagree is 
why and how much. Um, I th- Frank, I believe, has reported three to four million raised this year. Yes. I don't think it'll be that high. I, th- I think it'll be one. I think if it happens, it'll be one and a half to two. Um, because people just tell me that they can confidently predict that you don't have, like, the players have said they're not touching their escrow caps, which is 6% for the next couple of years. Right. People who know math, math better than me, Bob, they say you can raise it one and a half to two without the without arguing to raise escrow. They don't necessarily believe you can go more than that um, and not have to raise the escrow, which is a non-starter. So I think Frank and I agree on that point, but we disagree on the number. Now, Frank has also reported that there's some HRR claims that the league would ask for those to be dropped in exchange for raising the cap higher. I've been told the Players Association has no desire to do that. Okay. So, you know, th- things can always change. I'm not saying Frank's wrong. I'm, I think he is right that that could, in theory, happen. But I, I've been told that this time the Players Association has no desire to go down that route. So right now I'm I'm looking at a million until proven otherwise. Elliot, are you a little surprised? Like Columbus has been really active here, and they've been involved in two pretty, frankly, seismic deals. Uh, I don't think it's lost in anybody in oil country that the LA Kings are in a position where they're going to have 14 million bucks off the cap next year between Kopitar and Arvidsson. And who knows? Maybe Arvidsson goes before that. Um, could we be? Are you surprised at how much activity there's already been? And do you think there's going to be a heck of a lot more activity uh, between you know now and July 3rd, 4th, by the time we get through the first couple of days of free agency, than maybe some people thought I, there might be? I think there's still going to be a lot of action because there always is. Uh, people say, oh, I was going to be quiet. It's never quiet. Stuff always happens. The reason I'm not surprised that... Uh, a lot happened early is because, first of all, I think Columbus wants to. Uh, I, I think Columbus wants to let everybody know that it's going to be different there. And the other thing too is is that it's not a great free agent class. So if you see someone you target, go get them now. The other thing here is if it cap does stay only a million, there aren't going to be a ton of teams. Like LA had to clear room. There aren't going to be a ton of teams that are able to do it. So if you can get going fast and get your cap cleared, there's there's a benefit to that. So I think that's why, like, look, Philadelphia got three top two-round picks. That's what they want. Columbus got a D. That's what they want. L.A. got the opportunity to clear room. If you want to do that, you're not going to be able to wait very long. Elliot, great stuff. Appreciate your time. Uh, keep walking around Hollywood Beach for us. I will, Bob, but, I, you know, I will be I will be properly attired. That's good to know. Uh, thanks for joining us. That is Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. Uh, uh, Abe's Door Service, these guys do a terrific job. Services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. We'll tell you guests and orders now. Receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to Jasper Avenue, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that orders now sent you. They're open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Uh, Roos Chris, the the 99th Bruce Chris was opened up on 9990 Jasper Avenue in a city in Edmonton that 
that 99 number, that's a pretty significant number. I think we can all agree on that. We're going to get to some of your texts when we come back in a couple of minutes on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. It's 1254 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott, Brendan S. Scott with you. The Oilers Now injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, it's this simple. James H. Brown, 250-plus uh, years of experience with their lawyers. They get you the best results. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, big supporters of uh, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, uh, the University of Alberta. Somehow, Trent Brown is not on the U of A Sports Wall of Fame. Yeah. Why would you want to have the best football player that's played there in the last 40 years uh, not on your Hall of Fame? It's kind of like not having Ben Thompson on your U of A Sports Wall of Fame either. I mean, for the last 30 years in that program, it's probably scored the most impactful goal back at Rogers Place during the 2005 University Cup was the Claire Drake Award winner, Rookie of the Year in 0304, won back-to-back national championships in 0506, tied the game in 05 with 20 seconds left, and then won the game in overtime, and then won uh, the next year before going on to the American Hockey League. He later uh, played for Peter Dreisaitl, did Ben Thompson, in Ravensburg. He worked with Leon Dreisaitl as a kid, and Ben Thompson wore 29. And guess why Leon Dreisaitl wore number 29? You can figure it out. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I love the show. Well, thank you. That's nice of you to say. Sorry to be overly critical, but the word blockbuster gets thrown around way too often. This Columbus, New Jersey trade is just a trade. The Gretzky trade to the L.A. was a blockbuster. I do agree with you that the length and the money involved is quite surprising. Looks like this is the way the league is headed. If that's the case, the cap limit needs to go up sooner rather than later. Have a great weekend. Uh, Well, the Gretzky trade was actually the Gretzky sale, wasn't it? Wasn't part of it? Peter Pocklinson getting like 15 million bucks uh, in the Gretzky sale that occurred uh, with the uh, with the Los Angeles Kings with an owner in Bruce McNall that later served time in prison because he didn't really have the money he said he did. I mean, the, the whole premise, the whole premise of how they built up the Sun Belt market. Oh, it's interesting. It's, I mean, LA's are, don't get me wrong, LA's a strong NHL franchise. They are. Though they're, and we didn't get around to this with Elliot, they're gonna. I'm gonna be really intrigued to see these TV deals on the regional packages, on the RSNs, the regional sports networks. You know, like Alex Faust, who was a, a terrific young play-by-play guy. The the Kings right now are they? I, I don't know how they're doing uh, TV, but Nick Nixon, who'd been doing their radio for a number of years, is uh, a Kings employee, and so too are. Uh, Jim Fox and Daryl Evans, and they're going to work in concert. But right now, there's they were on Bally Sports, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how all this is going to play out down in the States and whether or not that's going to have an impact potentially on uh, how much money is actually uh, there. Uh, Audie says, Bob, with Columbus signing Severson and having your check in the mix for the top four D-man, do you think that makes Andrew Peak available, and would he be interest? Would the orders be interested in placing CC with them? Is is Andrew Peak better than CC? He sure in hell wasn't a year ago. I think the orders. I mean, I think Peak's at like two point seven, two point seven five. CC's at three point two five. I think Edmonton's just got to be patient, and they got to get Nurse and CC to play better than they did in the playoffs. 
At the end of the day, Vegas was just better in a lot of different areas and got some bounces. But the Oilers are going to need Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci to have a better year. Cody needs to bounce back. He was terrific his first year. He struggled uh, this season. And Darnell and Cody at times struggled, especially 5-on-5 against Vegas. they got to play better. I think they outscored 5 or 6-1 in the series, 5-on-5. But I think the question needs to be asked, what do you get for $3.25 million? You know, like the Oilers are playing Kulak in the third pairing at 2.75. He was terrific. Now, DeHarnay had some tough moments. Tough moments in game one against L.A. Tough moments in game four in L.A. Got himself benched. Tough moments in game one against Vegas. Maybe the Oilers get through in five against Los Angeles. Maybe, you know, you, you can do this all day. Like looking at Columbus. Columbus took three out of it. The Oilers got one point in the two games against Columbus this season. They're a bad hockey club. If the Oilers had won those two games, they would have had a home ice advantage against the Vegas Golden Knights. Just think about that for a second. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn when we come back in Oilers now. Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel.